Welcome to Danny Houlihan's Irish Experience Podcast. Join Danny on a journey through the historical island of Ireland, its people and the wild Atlantic Way, which is Ireland's last frontier. Experience the music and the culture that makes up the longest coastal driving route in the world. Now, please welcome your host, Danny Houlihan. Welcome to the Wild Atlantic Way and Danny Houlihan's Irish Experience Show. I hope you're all keeping well and safe, my friends. In this short episode, I will travel back into our past, an ancient past, the Ohm calendar, and to another one of our famous trees, which are still here today in Ireland and flourishing, and a link to our Ohm passing calendar, the Alder Tree. The Alder Tree can be seen in many parts of Ireland, on hillsides, and like other trees associated with the Ohm calendar, it was located near places of worship and indeed settlement, a throwback to a golden era in Ireland of pre-Christian settlements of Caldees, holy men and holy women, and ancient Irish rites and customs. The elder tree, or in its Irish name, Farron, is a native Irish tree, and in our past of the Celtic zodiac Ohm calendar, Alder has been attributed to March 18th to April 14th. This is a time of year for rebirth, sunrise and ancient rites. The Alder tree, according to Irish historians, is loved by the other world of fairies, goblins and otherworldly Irish mythological creatures which are in the realms of the darkness. This tree heralded the arrival and celebration of a new year dawning and a new beginning and the bond between the land, river, and our ancient Irish past. The alder tree grows to a height of 20 metres and has a diameter of 40 centimetres, and grows to its full height between 30 and 40 years. At 60 years, we have been told by experts, the tree stops growth. The alder tree grows at a rate of a metre per year. The Irish alder does not suffer from Irish frosts, but is susceptible to woodworm attacks, it has been stated by experts. This is an indigenous tree to Ireland, and the common alder is found in many places, growing such as mountainy areas, which are sheltered, also on the sides of grassy riverbanks and damp wet soils, as the tree loves wet areas to grow, thrive and flourish. In ancient times in Ireland, alder bark was used to treat inflammation and rheumatism, also, bark from the alder was applied to skin to care for burns. Also, a person with a sore throat was given a drink made up of leaves from the alder tree, so it had its uses. I planted an alder tree many years ago near my house. It was about one metre in height when I got it, very small. And indeed it grew to about a metre a year. The leaves feel very dry and soft and silky in my hands. That would be my description of them. I can always tell now when the summer is on its way, when I see the alder coming to bloom. It has been related that the alder tree was used during the construction of bridges in which the timber from the tree could be immersed in water and used as supports to shore up or to hold up the bridge during the building process and many other applications. In the time of the Celts, the alder tree was used as a fuel to increase the heat in their fires 
for the manufacture of their weapons for battle. The tree was regarded as a tree of strength and it had a deep connection with the Irish landscape and that of the warriors of ancient Erin, the Fianna, for the manufacture of their shields and also mythology, the Ferdarag. In the realms of Irish mythology, the Ferdarag, or Redmen, used the Alder Tree as a gateway, or as a time portal, to exit and enter from an ancient underworld, of that of the fairies, goblins, and other creatures. The Ferdarag, or Redmen, takes their name from the red hat they wore with a red coat or cloak. The fur Darug, if you come across him, can be identified by his white old beard. And if you're lucky enough, you might hear him play a few tunes on his magical pipes or flute. This old rogue of a man is lively for his age and can live for many years in people's houses, undetected, until the sound of the pipes and the music can be heard late at night, giving away his presence. Some stories have related that the Firdarag has a taste for drink. Well, don't they all anyway? It has been related that the Firdarag gave protection to the house he was staying in and warded off evil spirits. Sometimes the Firdarag has given three wishes to the household after staying in their house or barn. But heed, don't wish for something you don't want or it might just come true. Many stories exist in Ireland of people wanting to harm their neighbours or indeed their cows to vanish. This happened after one wish another was a draped on a man to have two huge ears like a rabbit. This also happened apparently. Another story related that when ordinary people were trapped in the fairy underworld the fair Darug had many a soul to escape and return from the land of the fairies. Long ago on the outskirts of Rahunok near Ballylochran, there was an ancient mill that stretched way back into antiquity to the time of O'Connor Kerry clan. It was a small mill, but supplied the area and the thousands of local people who lived in the old thatched houses and stone clock-ons. These are all gone now, and that of the mill and its exact location. During the Great Irish Holocaust or Famine of 1845 and Black 47, a local landlord called Blackard Douglas levelled the old houses and indeed the mill, sending many people into extreme poverty and debt in the area during a harsh winter. If you could not pay your rent, out you were cast into the cold winter's night by Blackard Douglas's agents. His greedy agents had no mercy. Once the mill was flattened, the locals were starving and even the old mill wheel and millstone was removed away to another mill, only God knows where, some say England, as millstones were a unique piece of craftsmanship in their own right. One story which was related was that the people in the area were so hungry they had not the energy to grind the flour themselves nor walk to a mill, but they were so hungry and dying. The story related that late one night, under the light of the moonlight, the sound of voices could be heard. It was told it was the fair Darug, who appeared near the old alder tree, which was growing outside where the whitewashed mill once stood. With the help of the fair Darug, the old mill could be heard turning and ground the corn for flour for the people who were starving and dying outside. This was just mere but a taste or a tale that was associated with the area. 
I suppose in the minds of the people who were dying of hunger, any help was thought of, even the old fair Darags, went through their minds. However, the reality was more harsh in them. Not many survived but died and immigrated to America. Thus the association with the alder tree, which the those who cared for the trees, it gave protection to them and their families in times of trouble and in times of want. In ancient times, the month of the famous alder tree was used to connect with one spiritual being and develop a natural process for the year ahead in whatever was to be planned. In our Irish mythology, we have many, many stories about ancient battles, heroines and deeds by our people. One story which has another link to the alder tree was that of Deirdre of the Sorrows. Deirdre was a beautiful woman and was the daughter of a royal storyteller. It was prophetically stated by an ancient druid by the name of Cotbad that the girl would grow up with extreme beauty and that men's blood would be spilt and many would go to war over her. And according to historical sources, many of Ulster's warriors would be forced into exile over the woman. From our ancient writings has been stated that the druid's name, Cotbad, who was at that time was the druid to the court of Cuncuber MacNessa, the king of Ulster. Fearing any potential plan to kill the child after hearing of the prophecy, King Connor had Deirdre sent to a wise woman by the name of Leverkan, to a secluded wood far away from male eyes. This wise woman brought up the child to be a beautiful, educated young woman and in line for a king's hand. It has been related by historians that the young woman said, quote, that she would love a man with the colours she had seen when a raven landed in the snow with his prey. Hair the colour of the raven, skin as white as the snow, and cheeks as red as blood, unquote. The wise woman related to the beautiful Deirdre that the description she gave was that of a famed warrior called Nisha, who was a noted warrior and a nephew of the famous king. Both Deirdre and Nisha met and fell in love. This infuriated the king, who sought her at any cost. The lovers, with the brothers of Nisha, called Anla and Arden, took flight, as been said, to Scotland, to a place called Loch Etive, where there was a dense alderwood, a Clownetive, which gave the couple protection and security, and it has been related by the ancients that she bore the warrior two sons. The king now plotted revenge. First he sent Fergus MacRee to meet them and assured their safe return to Fergus in Umwaka. This Fergus did, but according to the story that was related, the king, on hearing Fergus's return with the couple, had him held at some banquet or other. This gave the king a chance to send his spies to see if Deirdre had lost her beauty. She had not. One person related that she was ugly, but the king was suspicious and sent a second spy to see her. However, the second spy got a sharp object thrown at him by the husband, resulting in losing an eye. However, unfortunately for Deirdre, the spy made his way back to the king and reported her beauty had not changed. Concouver summoned his army of warriors and proceeded to attack Darvaka. And on arrival, attacked the Red Branch warriors in battle. There was a fight with the brothers of Nisha fighting on the side of the knights. The king called them under his name. 
The result, Deirdre was dragged to the king's side. At the same time, it has been stated that his spear was thrown at Nisha, killing him, and later his brothers fell near him in death. Fergus MacRee returned, upset that his word had been broken, and from the history books went into exile in Connacht. It has been related that Deirdre was not happy with the king, who one day asked her who she hated more than the king. She replied, the man that had killed Nisha. She replied, Owen MacDurhach. The king then decided to give Deirdre to Owen, which she was not happy with. It has been said as Deirdre was being transported to Owen, the king taunted her by stating, quote, She looked like a ewe between two rams. At this insult, the beautiful woman who all admired threw herself from, they say, a chariot onto a large boulder which split her skull open. Thus the fatal story of Deirdre of the Sorrows. And the association with our famous alder tree. I hope you've enjoyed our journey with the famous alder tree and its mythological history. If you want to hear more by podcast, click on the like button. And if you'd like to follow me on my YouTube channel, click on the subscribe and like button. If you'd like to support my ongoing research and podcast episodes, why not buy me a coffee? This will be used to update my research and equipment. I will give everybody who contributes a shout out during my shows. Just click on the link below to support us in any way, big or small. Thank you. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash YXQ Danny. And for now, bye. Thanks for listening to our show. Through its people, its heritage and its rugged coastline, this is truly Danny Houlihan's Irish experience. Bye for now.